and welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. Matt Dudek, who you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt, uh, will be returning uh, from his tour shortly, so he'll be back. It looks like he will be back uh, next episode. So joining us instead is Kyle Craven, who, if you haven't listened to it already, hit pause right now and go listen to it right now because we posted it earlier today. His re- his full recap of, of the semifinals and the finals of the Horizon League tournament. Um, so, yeah, so we got Kyle Craven on today. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me on, Bob. Absolutely. Kyle, of course, is at Norse Report. You can find him at Norse Report. And you can find him personally at Kyle Craven underscore NR. And he's got a bunch of stuff on a bunch of stuff on at NorseReport.com. So you absolutely want to, you know, definitely want to take a look at all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. We've been kind of slow on content uh, lately, obviously. But yes. um, with some dead time going on, we're sort of building up our content bank again and We'll there be pumping go. some stuff out here soon, so it'll be more right. like evergreen type stuff. Outstanding, but. yes, good idea too. By and joining us, also joining us is John Parker, who obviously is our our prolific writer over at HorizonRoundtable.com. How's it going, guys? No, John. Of course, you can find on Twitter as well at JJ Parker zero eight four, and as always, you can find the podcast on twitter as well at horizon rt um so we're recording this on sunday night now we should be right smack dab in the middle of selection sunday we should be trying to figure out where we should be talking about you know the where northern kentucky was is slotted and who they're going to be playing and break all that stuff down but well that's not happening yeah fucking brutal man like it sucks you know we had a grad transfer that came here specifically for the chance to play in the tournament had never had a winning season his entire career and uh sorry kid can't play in the tournament anymore it's yeah it's yeah i mean it is it is it is absolutely brutal because obviously um you know northern kentucky is not going to be playing in the NCAA tournament. Wright State will not be playing in the NIT, and we will not be having any – there is no CIT, so uh, Youngstown State hosting, not happening. Um, potentially Green Bay, it sounded like, possibly could be a CIT. That's not happening either. But, I, you know, it is what it is, man. I mean, you, you just get better safe than sorry in these trying times, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no doubt. And I actually, I kind of mentioned it in the episode that I did, mm-hmm. um, um, the solo episode that I did, talking about the Horizon or the the Horizon League tournament. Yep. Um, I, I ran into Bill Wampler and Cole Gentry after their loss to USC, and like we didn't really talk a lot, but we talked a little bit. And um, we're, you know, I just I left that conversation thinking, you know, at least it's not like they were both obviously devastated, but I left that conversation thinking you know what, at least it's not their last time playing basketball with that jersey on because they're they got to have they, they have a guaranteed automatic bid to the yeah, NIT. that's true. And now it's like, so like I feel, obviously I feel bad for, um, you know, any senior that like lost, like I posted that thing about Manny Patterson and all sure. that, and that was, that was really sad. But like, I feel mostly for the seniors, um, the basketball seniors that had more games to play in their respective tournaments and now they're just done. And then, yeah. honestly, I feel even more bad for like the spring sports. Um, yes. They were yep. gonna, yeah. You know, but obviously, they did that. They did that thing now where uh, spring athletes can exercise an extra they year do. of eligibility. That, that is true. So, so yes. So yeah. So, so so yeah. Essentially, what's going on is the not only is the Horizon League, uh, the Horizon League, like uh, quite a few other conferences. I think all most conferences, you know, May, uh, March, and April are canceled, folks. <laughs> Um, and you know, I, well, but but to be perfectly honest, for good reason, man, because th- this you know the fucking coronavirus, man, it's like everywhere. I mean, and it not only is it everywhere, it is it's hitting home, man. Um, as evidenced by the Cleveland State women's coach, Chris Kilsmeyer, he's test he tested. Uh, it was announced on Saturday he tested positive. 
So yeah, that you know, shit got real. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really sure. Like there's obviously a lot of information out there kind of both ways on sure. it. I think the most important thing is to try to like obviously it's coming to the US um mm-hmm. a lot later than the rest of the world. So because obviously we're not connected to the rest of the world, yeah. um, like by land or whatever. So it's um it's just one of those things where like we take lessons from every other country and what they're obviously preaching right now is social distancing and like trying to, you know, flatten that curve. So we're not overrunning the the hospitals and all that. Um, and so, you know, it just, it's one of those like crappy things that we have to do. And yeah. like, you'll remember Bob and John, both of you guys are older than me. Um, and I remember it like it was yesterday uh, when nine 11 happened, they basically shut the entire sports world down for a week. Um, they shut fo- everything down for a week. I mean, right. Football. Yeah. Football canceled uh, baseball. I know it was in the middle of the playoffs or I'm sorry, right, right towards the end of the season, I should yeah. say. Um, and so like, yeah, they basically shut everything down, um, for an entire week to kind of like recalibrate and figure everything out, redo security, all that stuff. This is obviously a totally different situation cause it's like yeah. more long-term. But like mm-hmm. it's it's similar in that regard to where it's like um, just it, the way it's affecting not just the sports world, but like everything is yeah, very absolutely. similar. That is true. That is true. I mean, I mean, that is true. But I mean, as I as I alluded to, I think I, I posted something up. On, I posted up something on the uh, the Horizon Roundtable podcast, but uh, the Twitter account Um you know, we, we, we've, this, we, this isn't unprecedented. I mean, the, the disease itself is obviously, but it's, um, it's not the freaking stand. <laughs> I mean, we're not all going to get wiped off the planet. This is going to, you know, you know, so, you know, we're, we're going to get through it. And, you know, it's not like it, it's, it's temporarily the end of the world, but it's, it, it's, it's not a permanent situation. I, I it does, it's not a permanent situation. We will we will get back to the games we play eventually. Just you know, we just need right. to err on the side of caution, folks. That's exactly so, yeah. It's it's not the bubonic plague, but it's like they don't know what they don't know what and how bad it is. So it's like why risk anything? Yeah, exactly. If exactly. we can, if we can, and the, I think the tricky thing about this is like the testing isn't made readily available. So people who like only people who are already sick with symptoms are the ones mm-hmm. getting tested. Yeah. And so, like, what's crazy about this pandemic is that if you have the virus, it doesn't incubate and yeah. start showing symptoms until, like, 6 to 14 days. So, like, I, I just came back from the Horizon League tournament. I could you add did. it. And I wouldn't know. I mean, I, I got We'd back. We'd rather you this. didn't. Well, right, right. But what I'm saying is, like, I, and honestly, you may never know because I could literally have it and not show symptoms because I'm a That's healthy true. person that goes to the gym four to six times a week. I could never show symptoms, but but still had the thing. Um, but anyway, not to go crazy on the whole, yeah, uh, no, I, you know, I, science I, I, behind all this stuff. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, but yeah, but the, it's you know, that, the, and that's kind of why, and obviously that's, but that's kind of the impetus behind all of these things is that, you know, we we don't want to end up with you know a really crap ass situation where, you know. We don't want to, end up, you know. I don't, honestly, we don't. I, I, I uh, you know, from my perspective, I'm pretty much, you know, I pretty much am a recluse anyway. So, you know, you guys, you guys are gonna love isolation. I'm just kind of throwing that out there <laughs> from a, from a, from from the perspective of a virtual recluse. Yeah, well, I was gonna say this surprises people every time I mention it. Especially, it'll surprise you guys because I've basically said everything on this podcast besides you, and John hasn't even said a word yet. <laughs> but, um, but I'm a, I, I actually score on the Myers Briggs. I score a 63% introvert. So like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just extroverted enough to like get it done, but I definitely need my like recluse time. And yeah. so social distancing well, is you'll, like, you'll be getting plenty of that soon. Well, that's what I'm saying. I kind of am enjoying it. Like it, I was able to say no to plans tonight. Um, some plans, not all plans. Uh, we, we know which plans you're talking about. That you're not we're not going to bring. We're not going to bring this up. Okay. <laughs> we're not gonna, but uh, but yeah, it's it's like I get a government excuse to say no um, and and be you know be introverted. So it's great. 
Thank you. Oh, man. I'd love to go out, but, yo, fucking coronavirus, (laughs) man. Yeah. And, like, I just blame it on my parents. Like, you know, I still live at home for the next couple months. I actually just signed a lease, what, what, for another place. But um, I'm for the next couple months, I'm still living at home. And so, like, you know, I can blame it on my parents. Like, I don't want to get them sick, you know? There you go. Perfect. Um, I genuinely do care about my parents, by the way. But yeah, obviously, (laughs) obviously. But by the way, but um, you know, beyond all that, obviously, uh, the one thing that I, uh, I I guess, from my perspective, the only difference between, and I've I've thought about this. Obviously, I mean, we could think about well, okay, well, you're you're doing a podcast about college basketball. What the hell are you going to talk about when there's no college basketball? But there's there's stuff going on. There's always stuff going on. I mean, come on, we we you know we every off season we got to think shit up. Except last season when Dennis Felton decided to you know get fired <laughs> but no i mean but you, you 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 know my from my perspective it's more of a situation of all right well you got to think stuff up a little earlier than usual but thankfully uic obliged us on friday in firing steve mclean steve mclean who i thought for sure saved his job but he didn't Oh, man, if he would have won one more game, that article that said he and Wardle were getting fired would have been so funny to look back at. <laughs> yeah, and I'm nev- now I'm never getting my Taco Bell because he said that McLean was tostado. Ah. So, so, um, so, yeah, so, yeah, McLean is out. Yes, see, McLean is out, so, um... Man, I oh by the way, um, this actually, and I saw, and I I have to get confirmation of this because since Steve McLean got fired, usually this would be not anything because there's so much, usually so many sports going on in in Chicagoland that usually this wouldn't even register as a blip on Chicago news. But apparently, obviously, since you know, since all these all the sporting events and everything got canceled, McLean shows up on the news. And oh, by the way, apparently I have to get confirmation of this. Apparently, WGN at the end of the segment, and I I have to get confirmation of this. After they after they ran the report about McLean getting fired, their outro music, and I I got to get confirmation of this is was Eternal Flame by the Bangles. <laughs> Someone please confirm this. <laughs> My UI, please, my UIC, our UIC fans who listen, confirm this happened. <laughs> so, but now, but with, with obviously with McLean gone, with 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 McLean out, now comes the matter of who exactly is going to be the guy. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not really hundred percent how this is going to go for them. Yeah, to me, there are kind of a lot of different ways. So with the new athletic director who spent a lot of time at uh, North Carolina State, I'm going to bring up Bobby Lutz as a potential. With that said, the last time he coached was, you know, almost a decade ago uh, at Charlotte as a head coach anyway. He's currently a special assistant at Nebraska with Hoiberg. Um, He could be a guy to look at just as like a previous contact. But, uh, you know, with that said, he is kind of like Steve McClain. So I, maybe, I mean, he sounds more like Dennis Felton. So I would say that that's a hard no for me, dog. (laughs) They're about the same. Um, that's not good. Next. (laughs) So, Chris Lowry has been, he was a candidate for Cleveland State, I believe. I know he was a candidate at Milwaukee the last time it opened when Pat Baldwin got it. Uh, Formerly at Southern Illinois, so coached in the state, though didn't go so hot. Um, With that said, with him, you know, his name circulating outside of the area, I figured, you know, he he could be in play. Um, I know I've read... D. Brown, currently an assistant at UIC, so I don't know. It Typically, you don't fire a coach and then promote. Fire his assistant, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except maybe Grand Canyon could be heading that way, but that's all. We're not a whack blog. or Yeah, so anyway, um, 
Jermaine Kimbrough, definitely, uh, currently at Loyola in Chicago, yes. uh, has experience in the Horizon League. So as a Cleveland State assistant, and I yep. know he, I know he applied for the Cleveland State job. Yeah, well. so I could actually see him being, you know, potentially a candidate. Um, I've seen Tracy Dildy's name. I, I don't sure. think he he was the UIC coach in waiting. Since then, John, where, John, where are you seeing? Where are you seeing all this? Are you seeing these on USC boards or like? Because um, obviously we don't have a USC writer, so sure. like I was just wondering, it's like, true. who the hell we're getting all this from? You know. So D Brown was actually from that same article as the Tostado. Uh, <laughs> that's true. So that's just oh, throwing stuff up against the wall. It was on, um, yeah, yeah, basically. Dildy was on the Coaching Changes website, which actually reported that one of Wardle's assistants at um, at Bradley interviewed for the IUPUI job. But we can get to that in a minute. Yes. Uh, and they. What? It was more. I can't of a, stand that Twitter account, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm blocked. I, I have to look honest, out. Yeah, that's right. John's blocked. Yeah, that I have to sucks. Out to go see it because it just—it's garbage. That's the part. I, yeah, that's that's <laughs> so weird. That, that of, all people, of all the people to get blocked by that account, John. <laughs> so I'll I mean, say this. I'll say this from like personal experience from dealing with all this last year. You get, you actually do get input. I imagine that they they have good sources, and what I mean by that is like they probably have people who are connected to people that are interviewing. I'll just give an example without giving a name. Um, we have uh, North Report definitely has a source who was very close to some of the candidates interviewing last year, um, and we were able to you know verify, like look them up and everything, and see the connections. Um, he's also close to Darren Horn as well, who, uh, it's actually interesting. He sent this is a side note real quick. He sent a text to Darren Horn. Um, one, uh, one day I was going to the coaches show. We have it every Monday. And he, he texted Darren Horn that day and said, Hey, Kyle Craven's going to be there. Make sure you say Hey to him and introduce yourself. And, um, he DM me and told me he said that. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, we'll see if this actually even happens. Darren Horn came right up to me and said, Hey, and introduced himself. And now every time I see him, he shakes my hand. So like this guy is a legitimate source and he was dead set that it would be shoemate last year. And then Darren Horn came out of nowhere and he didn't really even know about it. And he's obviously connected with Darren Horn. So like to the coaching changes, all that to say to the coaching change guy, to his credit, this shit is really freaking hard so, to like lock down. My understanding yeah. is it's an account with a bunch of different people who have the password, or at least that's how it's presented. And it definitely does seem like a lot of the info is good. Um, I know the Cleveland State story, they were the ones who broke it, um, you know, last year with, oh, hey, there's going to be a mutiny. And ah, uh, the mutiny, yes, yep, that is true. The, the, yeah, the one thing, yeah, and I believe when, when that came out. I do remember very vividly saying the one time that this account was right was that time. So, so it I mean, seems that's, like it's different people with different information, and one of yeah. them kind of pumps up guys he likes, and I don't know. One of them, right? Well, that's the other thing is when you have insiders, you got to appease their storyline too, or else they won't give you information later. So, yeah, like, that was true. something we realized with this guy, and God love him. Not again, not going to say who this, but. Uh, that's what we realized with him is like he was not just feeding us information, but he was very clearly pushing his opinion as well. And like what and like what we need to like be looking for. And so like I just I don't know, I, I realized very quickly, like that's the type of information you generally get from people who are, you know, sourcing it for you is like they will tell you what they want you to post, basically. And uh, so you got to be careful with that. Anyway, sorry. No, you're good. Um yeah. So anyway, as far as let's not talk about that account anymore. Yes, John. We we know you don't like the coaching changes site. I know we we've talked about this a few times, <laughs> but um, I know there's one name we have not we have not mentioned. And uh, John, I know this is a name that's near and dear to your heart. Yeah. So the last name I would bring up, um, just I mean, mo all these are just going to be kind of. A couple of them, things I saw on Twitter, that this would be one that does make a lot of sense. 
to me, Rob Jeter, uh, former Milwaukee coach. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of fan service to the anti-Amanda Braun contingent of the Milwaukee fan base, which at this point is most of it. Um, but basically, I understand that it's rare for a coach to get fired and uh, wind up back in the same league. Um, it you know, never happens, actually. <laughs> right. But, Nobody ever gets to go on a conference revenge tour. Although, I mean, and I, I can see the virtue of Rob Jeter, and I, I see the logic behind it for a couple of reasons. First of all, he know obviously he knows the league like the back of his hand. Second of all, I mean, if we're being honest, John, you were there when it happened. I was there when it happened. I mean, we weren't there. We weren't sitting in the room when the man LeBron said, you're fired. But there were some there were some circumstances behind that that I mean believe me I think Jimmy has waxed poetic about this <laughs> multiple times on the podcast um, that didn't really have anything to do with per, necessarily Rob Jeter's record but apparently a lot to do with a lot of internal bullshit that's what I, that's that's the the read on it and that I, think, I got. yeah so in my eyes you know. The Jeter firing and the Billy Donlin firing, when their careers overlapped, so when Donlin was at Wright State, uh, his whole tenure overlapped with Jeter's, um, they had the identical records. So to me, you know, Donlin winding up at Kansas City, it's kind of a sign that, you know, a a coach like Jeter could end up at like that step down type of program and right now i mean the horizon league is kind of a pretty significant step down from when rob jeter got fired here for all intents and purposes it would be winding up at a umkc well what's interesting is that you mentioned billy donlin and billy donlin's name was actually kicked around for the cleveland state job too so this is not this is not completely out of the realm of possibility i don't think yeah and i guess basically my whole thing is it's not the same conference. If he's able to bring in a Jordan Johnson and a Matt Tybee yeah. in this Horizon League, oh my God, it's over. Yeah, absolutely. The UIC finishes third. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's it. So that, that's it. I, I think if, they, if, if there is an opportunity for them, I mean, and of course the names we've already mentioned – it's funny again. Chris Lowry also name kicked around for the uh, Cleveland State job as well, um, <laughs> mostly because of the fact Scott Garrett was from came from Kansas State. So you know Chris Lowry is a Kansas State assistant. I think we mentioned like every single Kansas State assistant when that job <laughs> came up. And we did. It's true. We actually did. One of them actually was, and and one of one of those Kansas State assistants was Jordan Henderson. Jordan, Jordan, Jermaine Henderson, who was an ex Cleveland State assistant under Gary Waters. So yeah, that was weird. But yeah, so, (laughs) but yeah, um, but as far as, but as we listen to each one of these names, um, and I think where we're at is they what UIC needs is somebody who needs to build. I think where the where the conference is right now, where the Horizon League is right now is not necessarily I I, I see them kind of getting away from kind of the old retreads. Mike Davis notwithstanding. <laughs> right. He's not I mean we're we're not really I mean, he's not necessarily a retread, but, you know, he's definitely in a better – and he wasn't – we can't really call him that because, you know, he, he was in a really good situation at Texas Southern. Um, Let's call basically him a journeyman. Owning, yeah, journeyman, you know. But I'll, I'll call Dennis Felton a retread all day, every day. <laughs> Come on down, Denny. Come on, man. I'm sure you got your lawyers working on – I'm sure you got them lawyers working on that contract, whatever that stupid – contract thing that you did you ain't first of all you ain't getting that money and you can't you know come at me man you you can't so you can't sue poor people (laughs) good luck (laughs) you ain't shutting me up go away hey i i I, anyway (laughs) 
Uh, but anyway, and yeah, but yeah. So, so I think, uh, and by the way, and I'd like to point out the fact that I really do think that that situation alone, that 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 Felton situation alone, if you're UIC or IUPY, as I know we're going to talk a little bit about later, although IUPY is in a completely different situation. Do you really want to go the route of the former head coach? Do you want to do you want to go the route that Cleveland State went in terms of a a young guy? And I, I know I keep saying I retread. It, Here I am I talking it, about retreads, and Darren Horn is the ex. Is well, the ex. It must be <laughs> incidentally a, must be nice. To, incidentally, have, must be nice to have the Western ex Western Kentucky coach who can actually win games. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. So I have a thought on that, Bob. I was thinking about this for a while. I think it really just, you have to assess where your program is and it really, it depends on like where you see yourself, not just like, really, you have to look at it a few different ways, but mostly it's where do you see yourself next year? And then where do you see, like, where do you want to be five years from now? And so like Cleveland State is a great example here. They lost everyone. They lost their perennial all-conference uh, first teamer or second teamer maybe, but prob- possibly first teamer in Appleby. Um, and then, you know, as you'll, as you've well documented, uh, almost everybody else. Right. And so they looked at it and said, well, we're not competing next year. We need to go out and just get, you know, the future guy, the guy who's going to come in and build and change the culture and get us back to Cleveland state basketball. And that's what they did. They went out and got the first year hire uh, coming from the Leonard Hamilton um, system and he came in and he totally brought that Florida State athleticism and tenacity yeah. to Cleveland State. And that's one thing Cleveland State has always had, um, even when they were the eight seed and beat NKU. The reason that you guys always give us problems is because you're super athletic and you know how to use it. Um, and so he came in and he it was an obvious fit. And so he's going to build and that team is you guys, that program is going to really succeed under him if you can keep him for a few years. Yeah. Um with NKU on the flip side, we looked at our situation and said, okay, we lost Drew McDonald, we lost Chris Vogt, and we lost our recruits, but we still have a really strong core of players coming back. And we're we're now going on two tournaments in three years and and a a version of the conference championship three straight seasons. So like we want to compete now and we are on this trajectory. We don't want to take a step back. So we could have given it to the first year coach that yeah. was an assistant and Chris Shoemate. We could have given it to uh, Darius Nichols from Florida, who interviewed with for our job. We could have gave it to David Ragland, who was being talked about for our job. We could have given it to Pat Kelsey, who was being really talked about for the job. They, but instead, didn't they try and he backed out? Or uh, there's a I know he did that up in UMass. No, it, so there's a long story there. Actually, what what I'll you know without going down the rabbit hole too too much, y'all can talk y'all can ask me about this on another episode, but. Um, I sure. think we actually talked about it, Bob, in, in the episode following the Darren Horn hire. But um, so basically, John, just to catch you up on this, uh, Pat Kelsey, got the deal was done. It was agreed to everything. Horn was basically the from what I understand, Horn was basically the backup guy. Kelsey goes into the meeting to sign the contract and goes in and basically says, all right, so we good. And Badoff is like, yeah, we're good. And Kelsey was like, all right, well, before I sign, I actually want a basically I want to get out of jail free card, essentially meaning that like he could break the contract whenever he wants um, if he wanted to go somewhere else, oh. primarily if his, age, if his job came up or whatever. And then there was like something else like, yeah, I think he wanted to try to renegotiate a bigger signing bonus or something. And Badoff was like, all right, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> or, and so it actually worked out for us because. Well, yeah. To, what I was to, to to finish out obviously, my point. right? To to finish out my point, we looked at our team and said we want to do two things. We want to continue building, um, but us, but we also really want to compete for next year. And so we went with the guy who was going to do both for us. Um, and again, he might not have. I'll tell you right now, he did. He did not build as well as Shoemate would have in his first year because Shoemate would have been able to retain those three recruits that we lost, one of them being Marcus Domask, who dominated at Southern Illinois this year as a freshman. Oh. So, like, so like, we lost that aspect. We also, Pat Kelsey, maybe Pat Kelsey would have been more successful um, as, a, as, a, as a game day coach or whatever. I seriously doubt it, but maybe. And so we, you know, we took the chance and risked it, and it, it worked out. And I really like it because 
um, what I've told Ken Bodoff to his face is it's such a great hire for us because we got the guy who has proven to have ma- major success at the at the mid-major level, and he never really saw it out. He took the first big-time job that offered him, and it ended up being an SEC job at the same – he's a first-year head coach in his mid to early 30s coaching at a program that also is paying Steve Spurrier in football. Who do you think was getting the resources? So like, that's what I'm saying. So Darren Horn only got noticed when it was a bad thing. I mean, people forget that team won the SEC East the first year he was there. So like he, he had some marginal success and then they just kind of fell off, fell off, fell off. And what, to me, what that show, what that, what, what's so great about that hire is Darren Horn is a local, he's a Lexington guy. So he's an hour and a half away from home here. Uh-huh. Um, he has a lot. We, you know, we're a great program to build with, and I don't see him leaving unless a really good opportunity comes up. That's like going to give him the resources that he wants and needs. Um, yeah, and I totally agree with that because he's seen what the big time, yeah, how it, can, how it can bite you in the ass. So, all that to say, I'm good with Jeter. I'm good yeah. with a brand new guy. But what UIC needs to do is they need to say, you know what, we just lost all of our contributors, all of our best yeah. players for the year, they're all going to be playing in that freaking, well, actually they won't be because it's going to be canceled. I was going to say the Mall of America three-on-three tournament. But, <laughs> um, right. But they need to look at it and say, we need the guy who's going to be here for six seasons. That's what yeah. they need to do, in my opinion. And I, say, and, and I think at this point in time, I think from a from that standpoint, I think UIC at this point is probably closer to the Cleveland State situation than they are the NKU situation because, as you mentioned, obviously they're losing a bunch of guys. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I say, uh, again, I'm not opposed to Jeter coming back and, and doing the whole like, or anybody really that has had success in the Horizon League previously or any mid major success um, coming to it that's older or whatever, quote unquote, retread, whatever you want to call them. Um, but I just, I think they need to take their time, especially with all this COVID-19 stuff going on, like who the hell knows what's even happening with everything, but it almost feels like that the world's been put on pause. So it's going to give them plenty of time to really dig into and ask themselves, like, what do we want out of this program? And I, what I would say is, um, don't be afraid to take a chance on a guy in his first year, like a Dennis Gates, because I think that Cleveland state fans are probably pretty happy. You don't, y'all did that rather than hiring a Jeter type of person. That is true. <laughs> that, you, you know what? You're absolutely right. And I think, well, and I real, mean, we, more, we didn't know it quick, at the time, but you know, hey, more, what the hell do we know? <laughs> well, and one more quick point on that. And I'll, I'll promise I'll shut up, but uh, <laughs> Jeter, J- Jeter is going to cost you probably double to 50 to a hundred percent more than someone like a Gates, like a first-year assistant coach. No. It's not no. going to cost you as really? much, you don't think? We were both at about the same at their previous – I mean, it's 250000 so they'd both be around three hundred. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, only say that. Years I say that. At Minnesota, it's honestly – being an assistant at Minnesota right now versus being an assistant at Wisconsin when he took the Milwaukee job in the first place – uh-huh. Um, he he's in a technically a uh, lesser position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. Well then. Well then. So maybe it's the program itself that dictates the salary, not necessarily the coach. Awesome. Um, yeah. At the Horizon League, anyway. So what I'll say there, though, yeah. is if you're the AD and you take a chance on a new guy who's never coached before, that's an easier sell if he fails than if you bring on a Jeter or a re- some other kind of retread. Yeah. Uh, that does fail because there's going to the expectations are, are obviously just naturally going to be higher. So. Speaking now, so so speaking of expectations, obviously we have one school that I'm not sure what we should expect at this point. That's IUPUI because as of right now, Byron Rim is still the head coach. As of right now, nobody has transferred. So I, it, which which by the way, in the in the face of the fact that we've already seen Steve McLean get fired. In the face of the fact we're already starting to see transfers now, yeah, IUPUI is staying put. Uh, right now, they, as of right I now, think, everybody is staying put. I think the thing with IUPUI, from what I understand, is 
for all intents and purposes, the job is open. Just they haven't officially said yeah. one isn't getting it. Because um, yeah. I, I did see it come out today that Bradley assistant Drew Adams had interviewed for the IUPUI job. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still I'm speaking Tracy Dildy into existence there. <laughs> So I know I you're speaking like, Veggie Taylor. In I just instance. don't want, I don't want, think about this guys. We don't want a coach with the last name Dildy in this conference because then we're going to have to deal with the hall of Vanguard making fun of that last name twice a year. <laughs> Are you kidding just me? Con- I'm, I, I'm, that. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So why do you think like, I'm speaking into existence, Kyle? Sure, yeah, I, as, I, their, I, as their pseudo big brother who sometimes gets looped in, uh, with what they're doing, I don't want to have to be answering for people that I have no <laughs> yeah, control might, over. Yeah, you might not. You know what? You're probably not wrong. Um, but yeah, it's it, it just seems. Um, yeah, I. I mean, do we? You know, do we? If we're gonna go, I mean, it, and it's funny because we talk talk about some of these same. I would think we're talking about these same guy. You know, we've heard the names. Some of the same guys. Yeah, we've um, heard Dildy. We've heard. Uh, we've heard Dildy. We've for you know. I believe Benji Taylor's name's been kicked out around over at, I mean, for for the CUIC job as well. Jermaine Kimbrough's name could pop up for this too. Um, I know Stan Gerard of U of Indy. Would be the, the first guy I'd call. With that said, um, the issue I could see there. If they have any aspirations of trying to be the next Northern Kentucky, he's in a better spot. I mean, I, I think UND finished borderline top 10 this year in Division Two. If they played IUPUI this year, I think they win. If you consider that it sure seems <laughs> like Marcus Burke is gone. It sure seems so like sad to say, man, because they, the other guys are gone. Um, next year... I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know what UND's roster is like as far as, uh, you know, how many seniors they have. If they retain most of their roster, they might be favored by a lot next year. Oh, my God. I I just – I don't see any possible way. I don't see any possible way that Marcus Burke or Jalen Minnette come back. Jalen Minnette – well, again, the Jalen Minnette situation is a little different because he does – because he is yeah. because he would have to because he would have to sit out sit out a year first. Unless again, if there's unless a coaching again, change, decides, though? unless again this, they decide unless again the NCAA decides screw it, you guys can have that one time waiver. Well, here's and I think you know, and you know what? And I think we got to stop acting like we know. It. I'm not. I'm not. This isn't me coming on to you or yelling at you guys, but I'm just saying in general, we all got to stop acting like we understand what's about to happen. Because there's so much stuff being talked about, well, no, and I think one, what, and, that, re- and that's what I'm saying. I think, I mean, I think one mean, reason why we haven't seen a, some players that we have been expecting enter the transfer portal enter is because, like, we don't even know if seniors are going to get an extra year of eligibility back. That's something that is being legitimately uh, talked about. Yes, yeah, so, because I'm sure that yes, I'm sure everybody at IUPY is dying to repeat this year. <laughs> no, no. What I'm what I'm saying is that just changes the math on everything. Like if Tyler Sharp and Dantez Walton and Jalen Tate, or not Jalen Tate, sorry, Carl Harris are given an extra year because they missed their tournament, then that automatically uh, limits or that kind of changes plans on like who NKU is going to try to bring in. So, like, just do that math across the board. That kind of shifts the paradigm on like who's going where and who can transfer where, what teams need a senior to come in and, and help them out. So with, for me, with Marcus Burke, you look at some of the similar players from last year, uh, Rajon Tucker from Little Rock and uh, Christian Keeling from, well, I'll just get straight to the point, currently at North Carolina. They're, you know, similar players to what Marcus Burke is, and they're getting looked at by Duke and North Carolina and Kansas. Uh, Tucker, I believe, was going to transfer to Kansas before he failed to graduate um so those a a guy like marcus burke can go literally anywhere he wants regardless like that's going to be on the table for him that's true i mean and there's no and there's no doubt about that but uh, so so i think marcus burke would probably marcus burke would probably be the, uh, the one guy but again you know 
yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Kyle, that there's you know a lot of different moving parts. At the same time, you can't deny the fact that, I mean, even if the, even if they are granted, if there's an extra year granted, um, the, whoever's going to come in is there, and it's gonna. I think it's going to depend upon who's going to come in as the head coach because we don't know who it's going to be. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure they stay. No, even if they do get another, even if the eligibility thing changes, I don't think they stay. Well, that was another. It just thing doesn't. I was it just say. doesn't seem to me that would be. It doesn't. I mean, the. I mean, other situations like you know the NKU situation. Yes, I, I would. I would believe that. Um, Cleveland State would be. They only have two seniors. One of them missed most of his. Most of the year with injury, Jalen Williams. God love, God knows, I'd love to have him for an actual year. Um, but man, I don't know. But yeah, but but IUPUI on the other hand, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's that's just, another it's, thing it, I was gonna it, say it, is like, with all this stuff going on, it's mm-hmm. really like it's so unpredictable what the NCAA is gonna decide. Like maybe the NCAA decides because of how crazy the season was, and I, again, this is totally just like me just speculating here, but like because of how crazy the season ended, if they do allow seniors to come back who were tournament eligible or whatever, um, what, who's to say they won't allow players one, just one free transfer going into the next year. Like, they I might. I mean, well, well, even before the, even before everything got canceled though, there was, there well, has been a discussion about that already. And yeah, I know at least exactly some, right. I know some of the major conferences are already signed off on it. They're like, yeah, that would be fine. And what I mean, that's kind of, that's usually kind of the that you know that's usually the canary in the coal mine when you see some of these P, power five schools saying, yeah, that would be you know a yeah, one time transfer. Exactly. Yeah. So so when you see that happening, you it's it's pretty clear it's only a matter of time before something like this becomes the law of the land. And, exactly. And especially considering how stupid the transfer portal was and the transfer waivers and all that stuff how stupid that process was this past year the ncaa needs to you know pull out some you know do something that doesn't make them look like complete incompetent boobs and i don't think that you know i mean or they don't care i don't know (laughs) but i think that's yeah but i i I think that will probably play i think that will come into play and i think that will come into play specifically for jay lemonette and yeah. again, whether somebody, whether eligibility eligibility is granted for uh, eligibility is granted for those those who are tournament eligible remains to be seen. Um, but yeah, again, there's a lot of moving parts on that. Not to mention, not only you know, there's there's moving parts of okay, well, not just for those existing players, but also the incoming recruits. How is that going to affect scholarship counts and things like that? And I don't know if that's a thing that will actually uh, be resolved. And I mean, I, I, you know, everybody's sitting around, you know, do a Skype meeting, you know, get on Zoom, get on Skype, you know, f- hammer this stuff out in self-isolation, people. You know, you, yeah, well, <laughs> that's the other thing is like they just it's a conjunction too. like. So here's the thing. If you're going to, if you're, because this is something that is still possible. There, I'm not saying that it will happen, but it's like, I would say definitely it's not dead, 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 like yeah. just write it off. Like they could still do some form of this tournament. If all this stuff passes away in three weeks, they could still do something with college basketball, maybe. But like, then you have to work it out with the NBA that their draft gets pushed back or something, you know, so we have to, there's so many moving parts. Sure. And then you have to look at like if you're offering these players a year, an extra year to come back. Do you offer it across the board? Probably not. You would almost have to offer it to teams that were tournament eligible. But then you're given these this ridiculous advantage to like teams Team that were already at the top of their league. Yeah, exactly. These teams that were already at the top of their league are now going to get 24 year olds back on their team. Like that's 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 not fair, you know. But at the same time, is it fair to Tyler Sharp to not let him, you know, just Sorry, buddy. Uh, that's oh, life. Like you had you know to I mean? bring that just, one up. Well, so, we're not gonna. Well, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole. Real quick. <laughs> uh, real quick overall, overall, I think. I, I mean, even for Dantes Walton, for you know the other seniors on teams that were going to team, you know, from Winthrop, from Northern Kentucky, from the the low, you know, the low seated teams. 
I don't think it would be quite right to give them a whole year because realistically they only had one game. But when you bring up Tyler Sharp, that's a whole other can of worms. Eleven minutes, the NCAA took realistically thirty some minutes from him. Yeah. Uh, when you start bringing that up, that gets interesting to me, especially since he's a walk-on. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what's crazy is I think that Tyler had a better chance of getting that extra year had this Corona stuff not happened. But now that it's happened, well, yeah, because now that it's happened, like Tyler was an isolated case. But now you yeah. have a now you have th- a thousand kids that are in a similar not sure. a similar situation, but like a situation where their season ended early, and so Tyler kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Which yeah, so like perfect I, I, example, that. perfect example, like. Uh, go, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Um, I, I mean, I could see that, but I guess my thought is the NCAA mandated that he lose more than 11 minutes for, you know, things outside his control. And so, of course, me, it, yeah. it feels like, but I, I totally agree. It would, hey, it, it just, why did it he get that year back and we didn't? It just gives the NCAA plausible deniability now to be able to be like, well, hey, I mean, sorry, we've been we've been busy, yeah. we, didn't, we couldn't get to this one, like you know what I mean, like, yeah. and 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 ultimately, what the hell do they care about a tw- a, a team from the twenty fourth ranked conference in the country? Like, yeah. I, that's what sucks about all this is like, we really think that the NCAA is going to move mountains on Tyler Sharp because Jay Billis tweeted about it. Like, I, I don't know. Good question. So, um, and a question we'll probably be asking ourselves for a long, long, well, as long as the off season lasts, which, you know, will be longer than any other one. (laughs) It is now. Can we just podcast, like, like just keep this running for the next two weeks? So I don't even have to. We're literally going to be doing that. Well, we're literally going to be doing that anyway. Let's be honest. Cause you know, well, again, Hey, John, on that college hoops 2k8 can you create a school on it no sorry buddy dude uh, so you know who had similar colors a- in the horizon league there's who a, is it there's a school in the horizon league with similar colors just saying milwaukee yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, i was gonna, i was just gonna say if you could actually do the create a school because on the on the ea sports version of that game you could do that um so i was gonna say if you could you absolutely should, and we should just like check in with you every week and and like talk about how that's going for you. <laughs> uh, but if geez. Northern Kentucky can't be can't be involved, then I don't care about it. No offense. <laughs> just kidding. All right. So I, I think the, I've, so I've proved in those two days that I can be unbiased and impartial. So there, you did. That is true. That is very true. So Both um, teams played hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> dude my twitter it's is going objectivity off yeah. <laughs> object yeah what was it uh hashtag objective journalism or whatever <laughs> i love how yeah. i kept calling myself a journalist when like let's just be honest i mean i was i'm not a journalist i was interviewing <laughs> fans oh man you know what oh and i i wanted to ask about that but i'm not gonna um, about the cow, the cow story? About the freaking cow, yes. Well, oh my God. So yeah, I actually left that out on the podcast, but I'm gonna that's that's on the docket for the article I'm writing. I'm actually not even gonna I'm gonna maybe dedicate like four sentences total to like the on the court action in my article because I'm just gonna be I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. That. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, dude. Like I was thinking about this. People that read Norse Report and people that read Horizon Roundtable articles. Dude, they are not casual fans. Like people who read the like newspaper are casual fans. People who are coming to those sites, they watch the games. They don't need me to tell them about how, you know, Loud and Love got only six points in that game. They freaking know they watched. So like, why would I even talk about that? I want to talk true. about like the experience and yes. what it felt like to be there because a lot of Horizon League fans weren't. And the the, the cow the UIC Pep Band Cow. We can't miss that. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just, I, I'm am, I will be actually very disappointed if I don't see that in the article. I will see that in the I will see that in the drafts, and I'll be like, "This is denied, yeah. Kyle. Put some <laughs> more stuff about the damn cow." 
So I'm going to tease it. I'll tease it real quick. So it's, it's sort of a layered thing. Like when I, when I was sitting down talking to her, I even told her like, okay, I feel like when you graduate, you're going to go off and you're going to write the next Marvel script because like it, it, the, the way the Marvel movies are, it's like, they're so like layered. There's so many things yeah. that are connected to all the other like movies and characters. And that's kind of how this story is. It's got like three different layers and I don't even know like where her mind started to get this idea, but I will just say this. It is all connected to the Chicago fire. Um, if you have ever heard about that, it was like a fire that happened in the 1800s that like wiped out two thirds of the city. So that's right. this is a, a, a homage to Mrs. O'Leary's cow. All right, I'm down. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So we'll talk. We'll talk about it. In the article, All right. But. So yeah. So yeah. So that's going to be coming out. To, so so Kyle's uh, Kyle's written recap, uh, specifically, um, which will which will which will have more cow. I got yeah, a fever, more. and my only yeah. prescription is more cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm going hell. All right, so yeah, Kyle, uh, Kyle, John, thank you again for for coming on the podcast. Appreciate it. Um, well, we're gonna have a long off season, so I'm probably gonna have you guys on a few more times. Matt comes back next episode, so uh, we we talked about a few things we're gonna do. So, um, that's gonna wrap it up. Um, as always, you can find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable and a whole lot more hey, at HorizonRoundtable.com. Yes. Real wait. Quick. Okay. Before yes. Go ahead. Before we go offline, I'm sorry. I just want to. I want to issue a challenge real quick. This is challenge. a challenge. Yes. This is a challenge to all of us as the Horizon Roundtable team. We yeah. should hit the ground hard. We have a couple. We have a. We have a few extra weeks now that the season's been canceled. We should hit yeah. the ground hard, and we should take it upon ourselves to go out and find a fan from from uh, one of us each. Find a fan from another fan base that wants to come on board and at least get on the podcast to represent their fan base. Then we can talk about like bringing them on the show or bringing them on the writing staff. But the I think battle that's, that's... Royale. that's right. <laughs> we still have people that need the fan battle Royale. First week, uh, first Sunday of uh, first Sunday of May. Yeah, I swear. And I, I'm going to actually have that page up. It actually has a couple of the, has kind of the historical who's been on the, who's been on the fan battle Royale, but we absolutely need, we need all 11. Because at officially, we as of right now, Fort Wayne, you're on the clock. You need your fans. You need to get them on the fan battle royale. And if, and I well, swear to you, and like I said in the fall fan forum, like I said in the fall fan forum, if you do not, you do not have fan representation, you will be openly ridiculed. Ask IUPUI fan how that works. <laughs> Ask him how it works. It did not work well for them the last it time. It did I not end that. well. So you get it. To, so yeah. So that is the challenge, you know. So we need. So I, I'm taking. So you're taking your challenge, Kyle, and 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 tying it into the the 2020 Jimmy Lemke fan battle royale. And I know it's going to be hard for some of you. Um, I, I know the Milwaukee fan base is broken, so this is going to be tough for you guys. <laughs> um, um, you know, Detroit. I, I might have to come on and be the uh, the IUPUI fan because. Uh, no. No, they, no, they, you, you, you cannot help them out. This is not phone a friend. This is not how to. No. Well, I'm not going to come on friend. that other school. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so Detroit, Detroit Mercy is, uh, Detroit Mercy has their fan all taken. Uh, they're coming on. I got them. Um, NKU, I believe Chris, uh, Chris Boggs is coming back. The OG, he's, I believe he's going to be back. I'm going to, I got to confirm it with him. Um, Youngstown State is covered this year. Um, we got Banana Man. I know you love Banana Man. Uh, I know you love Banana Man, uh, Kyle. He's going to be hey, on the Fan Battle Royale. We made him in. We made him in. By the way, he came down. Nice. He came down at the uh, a- after they beat us, and I was the bigger man. Uh, but he was also a big man as well for for putting putting all that aside. And uh, we shook hands, and I congratulated him. And then we beat that ass. Well, not officially, <laughs> but we 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 won the tournament. So that's all that matters. <laughs> But yeah, so I can confirm. So I can confirm Banana Man on the. Uh, uh, he's gonna be on. Um, and then, um, oh, who else? Who else? Oh, I, yeah, I'm. Uh, UIC. We gotta have some conversations. I know you all follow. Uh, I know a few of you follow us, and I know you have something to say. I know you're out there, UIC John. I know you're out there. He might be back in now. He might be back in after Friday. He might be back in after Friday. 
I, I'm, I'm looking at you, UIC John. I, I need you. Uh, um, Green Bay. I mean, basically, it'll just be. Uh, I figure, uh, figure Jim Saro is gonna be. Uh, you know, he'll. You know, there's, there's a gaggle of guys up there. They're fine. Um, they just got to figure it out. Oakland's fine. I'm not worried about them. Cleveland State is an issue. We're gonna have some. We're gonna, if, if I, if I have to. I swear on everything that is holy. No, you're not allowed. Not a, if there is a Cleveland, if there is no Cleveland State representation at the well, Fan Royale, I am going to be. I'm going to go rip shit right on all of you. I you swear. Guys, are you guys after all by that? after everything after everything that we've been through in the last year, and nobody wants to come on there from Cleveland State? I am going to be so pissed off. That I mean, I swear that first half, that first episode is just going to be me bitching about you, you, damn it, and not John Durna. Forget him; he's he's banned. Oh. What about <laughs> Durna's uh, banned? You, are you guys followed by that Jaden Strombolia guy or whatever? His he's name actually is? well, Jaden. Yeah, Jaden Strombolia. He actually is. Uh, he was supposed to write for us. Well, yes, um, but he's he got really involved with the women's team. But what I was well, going to say one of, is, he's one, of, he's one of the managers. He's one of right. the managers. So, what I was going to say is, he's a guy that we should be, and probably we should maybe not necessarily be talking about this on a live broadcast. But um, he's a guy that we could probably reach out to and see if we can't find people through him that. Oh, he, might oh be. I know. Oh, wait, we're going to have a conversation. He knows them all. I know good. this. <laughs> I know this because yeah. Good, good. I, I, I know because I because we, we could have we could have Phil Daniels, but that could end badly as well. <laughs> if I know Phil's available, probably is exactly. he credit card purchase? Who the hell's that guy? Yes, yes, H O T A twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, I I know. No, he he's Phil's an acquired taste. I've blocked him at least twice in the last two years. I keep on blocking him. Right. I, 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 he, yes, I, I've blocked him a few times. He expects to be blocked again. I'm sure I will, but you know, not now. <laughs> but yeah, so, but so, yeah, but that's that is. But again, Kyle, I'm glad you brought up the chat, the fan challenge, the fan battle royale. First weekend, uh, first Sunday of the first Sunday of May. We record at noon Eastern time. If you're not on board yet. Be on board. Our DMs are open. Horizonroundtable at gmail.com. We've got to, we're going to even have a, I'm going to, again, I'm going to have that, for, I'm going to have the Fan Battle Royale page up this week. I promise. And there's going to be, there's actually going to be a, an entry form on that page. So you don't even need it. So you can just go to horizonroundtable.com. It will be there. I promise it will be there. I know I've been slacking off on that, but it'll definitely be there. But yes. That's what we're so see see we have so much to look forward to and oh, know, yeah. we, and we can do it for we can do it social distancing. Yes, you gotta you gotta take the positives <laughs> out of the situation. For us, it's we get a chance to take a step back and get organized and try to start we, doing some recruiting. And uh, yeah. that's the same. It should be the same for H H Z R T. Like yes, this brand oh, can be huge, but we gotta have more than just five people. Uh, I, and incidentally, I will say I will say this: we actually do have, uh, and I th- we do have another Cleveland. We we now have a Cleveland State writer coming back on board, uh, Alec Quaid. So he's he's coming in. He's definitely going to be writing for us next year. We're yeah, gonna, he saw that. He saw that. He saw that coach of the year pop up, and he was like, "All right, I guess I'm on board now." No, he actually. He I, I, there, there's that requires. A, well, actually, Alec used to write for uh, write for us, uh, write for me when I, at the old at uh, our my old site, Campus Press Box. Um, yeah, I'm just teasing, by the way. Yeah, but yeah, he was a uh, he he was actually John Carroll, and he's coming back to Cleveland State to finish his degree. So he's like, so once I saw that, I'm like, okay, I got to get him to write again. <laughs> so he's gonna write again. <laughs> but yeah, so so but yeah, that's and I I know Carrick is gonna be I. I I gotta fix Carrick's access because I think something's wrong with his. Oh, uh, I forgot about I forgot about Carrick. I know you. I know I, did. I was like, "What the hell?" I'm like, oh. such a jerk. I totally. I was trying to think about it at the That's time, and I. No, it's not. It's brutal. I gotta apologize to him for that. Damn. All right. So, um, but yeah, Carrick. Yeah, Carrick's gonna be around. Mark Weems. He's gonna be around for Youngstown State. So, um, all the rest of you, we're, we're, we'll, we'll we'll have a conversation. We'll have a conversation Great. about the Battle Royale. We'll definitely have a conversation about HorizonRoundtable.com, which, by the way, is where you can find all our podcasts, every single one of them, since 2016. 
No, 2015, because we started Weird. at the end of 2015. Weird flex, so, but okay. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that came from. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but you can find, and again, you can also find, um, you can also find uh, episodes of the Horizon Roundtable where you find podcasts. Subscribe, so you don't even have to worry about it. Just hit subscribe on your on your app, and you it'll magically pop up, so you don't have to go to where you know, go to it every time. I know you'll do it. I think, <laughs> probably, <laughs> maybe. Dear God, please. We've only been doing it so long. Please don't. No. Um, but uh, but the, yeah, that's. That's always a spiel. So uh, thank you. uh, Thank you guys again for, uh, for joining us and thank you all for listening.